1: Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back,
2: everybody. Four minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. Wayne Shack is my guest, and Wayne tracks parts backwards, and he you know who's he, who makes what, and I mean China, Taiwan, Mexico, Korea, Korea, um, and you told me something that I thought was interesting with China being at the at the environment we're in right now is kind of not something that everybody wants to stand up and say okay I my car but you said in not in China's case but in other cases sometimes the part will be shipped to Mexico and then it'll be boxed and said hecho in Mexico and then it comes into the United States
3: but in reality it came from South America, Australia or something else. Well, it could come into Mexico in subcomponents. Uh-huh. And I have seen that I've witnessed it, and I've watched it from some famous brands that are out there, but uh, they can come in in subcomponents, um, and they can be assembled in a way, and maybe something added to it and packaged, and with the requirements that we had uh, through the free trade agreement, not all that is necessarily was disclosed properly, so now it's made in Mexico.
2: Okay, now, one other quick question. My truck was made in Mexico, Okay. How many parts of my truck came from Mexico, and how many parts of my truck that came from all over the
3: world? In a percentage, I have no idea, but I can tell you it exists all over the place. As much as it does here in U.S. or Canada, it's all North America. And those contracts, depending on the – it could be made there, and the vehicle could also be made for the Mexico market. And the reality is the subcomponents are probably, if you're thinking about that, a dash assembly, complete HVAC systems coming in from a multitude of manufacturers. And the fact is they could have come from a multitude of places prior to that in each piece of subcomponent of that.
2: Okay, I'm going to change my question. How many of my Dodge parts are made at a Dodge factory that makes Dodge parts? A
3: that, that Dodge factory? There is yeah. no such thing.
2: Well, I, and see, that's my point. My point is, is people think OEM is Dodge, but I tell people, because I know you and because you've trained me, your truck is assembled by parts that came from all over the United States, and there's no such thing as a Dodge factory that puts your truck together with all Dodge parts that Dodge yeah, made. Yeah,
3: that's a good point. The magic plant across the street that made the part that came on the car, it's, it's subcontracted out by, by the likes of, you know, it could have been Denzos and Bosch and Siemens and Valeo. All those names you see when you're looking under the hood, and there's usually identifiers somewhere on those. You can see them. They all came from somebody else. They're all contractual for components, subcomponents, complete assemblies uh, that are coming in, and those components could have been contracted out from whomever when that vehicle was originally made. It's a really good point. Okay. All right.
2: You told me, first of all, I hear all my life that my Ford is USA. My Ford is this. My Ford is that. Uh, you told me um, a couple of years ago that Ford had rotating electrical from Denso, that, or was it Hitachi, and they and the other one, the fuel controls, was one.
3: Well, you could do it. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a good point. So, rotating electrical could have been contracted, but Denso? Ultra, could alternator been, starters. Martin, alternator starters could be. It's either going to be a one of four. It's it's going to be Denso, it's going to be Mitsubishi, it's going to be Hitachi, and it's going to be Valeo. And so, when That's you it.
2: buy the Ford alternator in the Ford box, it came from one of those four companies.
3: Absolutely. Okay. When, when it when it was a, when it was built on an assembly line. Right. Now, if you're buying a new component in a box, brand new from Ford, GM, whatever, mm-hmm. it may very well be the same. It, it, matter of fact, it was a patent on that, so that was their design to begin with. Remanufactured is a different story.
2: I understand. I okay. understand.
3: So, so, and
2: then you said that it had Continental belts and hoses. I'm dealing with something that we talked Our about Bando, two years Or
3: Mitsubishi.
2: Okay. Okay. It it's a sin for us to sit here and say that the Ford truck has a Mitsubishi <laughs> rotating electric. that's the thing that possibly has that.
3: Absolutely. Okay. The same with the mass airflow sensor. That was more than likely Hitachi. Or or a a water pump that was coming out of companies down in uh, you know doing OE business in in Mexico or Canada or or could be in China. Okay, Uh, you know Chevy Cobalt has a uh, uh, control arms that were made in China, as an example. I'm just saying, throwing it out there, but that's the way that it is. That's you know that's. That's a fact. But people just think that their
2: car is made with all Dodge and Chevy and Toyota and Honda parts. People think that they want the part that came off the car. We already discussed that anyway. Let's I want to I want to say something. Todd. Todd R. That's Correct. who we talked to. Correct. Okay. He doesn't know this. But there was a flushing of one of my vendors. And Todd was part of that. He was him, and I had 88 years of experience with this. Pe- the people that were the, f- the guys that beat the floor, 88 years experience with three of them. Correct. We went back a long time. All of a sudden, this big company that I predominantly dealt with for the last, gosh, what, 10 years? This company flushed out a whole bunch of old guys and sent them to a rest home. Or it's pre- That's my words. They, so they flushed these guys out. Todd was one of them. And I moved all my business. Now they're calling me going, can we talk? And the answer no, we're not talking. You've told me everything I need to know about you. I'm not talking. I'm not interested in talking. I can buy my parts wherever I want to. The company I moved to had been hustling me for five, ten years. And here's the deal. I don't have any friends left in company A, none. I don't know anybody there. The kid that came in to talk to me, my son said, it's like Archie Bunker and Mike Stivick. He says, you're Archie Bunker, and this kid is going to be Mike Stivick, and the two of you aren't going to get together, and he has a bun. And he says, so if he brings a cowboy hat. So the other guy I went to, Ronnie Schumann and I went to high school together in 1970s, early 70s. So I have a relationship with them, and he's our salesman. So we move, but that's just something. Todd, I know that you were part of when they flushed the toilet. I know that you were a good part of the company. I know that your three compadres were a good part of the company. But I get to vote, and I vote with my parts purchases, and I move to someone else. And you know, Wayne, that the parts I bought at A and the parts I bought at B are pretty much the same
3: parts. You know, and it's a good point uh, mentioning that, too, because... Uh, for everybody to understand too, it, within parts, automotive parts, it's it's very it's a it's a very big industry, and um, you know it's an essential service mm-hmm. during all the COVID piece. That's an essential service. Uh, we were out there um, constantly servicing and doing what we do. It's it's a very very big industry. As big as it is, it's still very small. And it goes down to something like this on a shop level, sitting in a marketplace who does a very phenomenal job of what they do, but they depend on people every day to make certain things happen. And there, there are other people, other folks, and I'm just going to throw Wall Street-driven companies behind there that, no offense, but the fact of the matter is, it's a, it, what used to be very much personable service, kind of we've kind of gone away from that. But we still, to this day, people who own level one shop facilities still depend on people to do the right things. And other people who have investments in it feel that, well, we can just get away and we can run it the way we need to run it and and, uh, run it for less. It doesn't work that way. And by the way, speaking of being small, it's amazing on a global level when you go into, and I've been into hundreds and hundreds of manufacturers globally. Believe me, that circle is very small, even though the volume is massive. Mm -hmm. We're talking billions and billions of dollars. It's much smaller. It's very simple for me. To, to go to write to a source and have a conversation with the manufacturer, and I can come back and have a conversation with Mark Salem.
2: I understand. I understand. <laughs> One of the things that that um, we talk about, or I talked about in my letter of resignation to Parts Store A, was these old guys were the glue that held us together.
3: That they, happens in they, so they, many companies. My God, I, I guarantee people are listening today, whether what industry they're in, that that is that yep. has happened. Yep. And the, the three guys were actually four.
2: The three sales guys and Todd, who was over, over, those guys were the glue. Those Now, I didn't ask them to do things for me. I didn't ask them for free parts. I paid my bill on time. I was a good customer. I just think I'm going to vote with my parts dollars, and I'm going to say to you, you're not the kind of company I want to deal with because you just sent three guys home. And, of course, it's not that, but they won't tell me what it is. They also told me they were going to have a retirement party, and my response to them was, I must have missed the invite. I must have missed the invite because there's never been a retirement party. And if they did, they probably wouldn't go anyway. So you can tell my panties are kind of wadded up about this. But let me tell you something good. Kurtz Automotive at I-17 in Bell. He's a good guy. You know that. And Kurt's, yep. Kurtz has been a friend of mine for a very long time. He opened his doors in 1987. He works on domestic import gas and diesel. He has ASC certified technicians. He's at I-17 and in Bell in the northeast corner. I tell this story time and time again. A lady is told by three different shops she needs an engine. The oil light's on. It's red. She, she calls me. I say, I'm way south. I'm going to send you to Kurtz. He's right around the corner. Kurt put an oil pressure switch in it, and that was it. He said, I I was almost embarrassed to charge her because of the grief she had already gone through. So I waited for a while. She called me back as I asked her to report. She says, fixed. Everything's fine. I don't need an engine. The light's off. There's no clatter. There's no side. Nothing. Three shops. Motor. That's basic, fundamental stuff. That's all there is to it. It's just basic, fundamental stuff. Another place that's a good shop in town um, that I really do think is deserves to be on the list is thompson's auto repair and towing he's in mesa he comes from a family and so does his wife their fathers and uncles pumped gas in the 50s and the 60s in mesa family business this these kids started picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot just like my kids did so they've been around like but brian and 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 his wife are just the salt of the earth They're on Main Street just east of Stick, and Brian and Thelma both have been around a long time. So it's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend, and the reason why it's the only shop is others have applied, but there's a certain level of expertise that I want. And sometimes they haven't been in business for five years. Sometimes their reviews are a little bit ugly. Sometimes they're behind in their parts bill, and sometimes they can't give me the certificates of insurance that I need to have. So I'm doing my best to protect people, and sometimes I, I don't get what I always want. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. If you want to talk about a parts um, a parts discussion, like I was told that my Toyota was built in a Toyota factory, we can talk about some of the specific parts that... <laughs> We know for sure weren't built in any kind of a factory that had Toyota on the outside. The only thing Toyota does, to recap what we've talked about, is Toyota takes all these parts from all over the world and puts them in a puts a car together. Right? True. Absolutely. Okay. So six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty, we'll be back in a few minutes. Shut down? We don't think
1: so. No, not our country, but the Twitter account for 960 The Patriot. Twitter silenced The Patriot. The reason? Your guess is as good as ours. But is anyone really shocked with how Twitter has handled our own president? We won't be silent about it or not be there for you. Support free speech and The Patriot by following us today on our new account at AM960ThePatriot. That's at AM960ThePatriot.
4: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts, we pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be, then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end, then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
1: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO Dom Falsett. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot.
5: The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
4: The
6: inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all. We approach this problem of reemployment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now.
5: Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org.
0: Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies.
5: Come on and clean up the mold,
1: clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold, clean up the mold in your house.
0: This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number
1: two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today.
2: Well, of course, every Saturday we're here talking about car and car repair. My guest is Wayne Shack. Um, Wayne and I have been friends for a long time, and I know that Wayne knows more about automotive parts than any ten guys that I know. And the reason why is is because Wayne follows the part to where it's built, and he knows how many parts and stuff like that. Let me get some business out of the way, and then I'm going to ask you a question that I just thought of. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a better business bureau, A-plus shop. Nate Is the owner of Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. He's a really big guy. His hands are like tennis rackets. There'll be no question when he's on the other side of the counter from you. He's he's like nine feet tall. But he's a good guy. He knows the foreign and domestic light diesel lines. He's really good. And I must admit, because it's the truth, there are times that we can't, my shop can't figure out a diesel. And inevitably... I can call Nick, Nate, and he'll help us. Obviously, junk in and junk out, so I have to give him the symptoms and answer his questions, and that has to be correct for him to get close. But when you're up in North Phoenix, um, you can't do better than Strictly Diesel at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Okay, Mr. Shack. Yes, sir. Oxygen sensors are something we deal with every day of our life. And for those of you out there, the oxygen sensor tells the computer if there's a lot of gas coming out of the exhaust or a little bit of gas. So otherwise is the engine running rich or lean? And the oxygen sensor tells the computer so it can shut the faucet off and it can turn on the catalytic converter, blah, blah, blah. There's at least 20 boxes that we have bought oxygen sensors in. So is there 20
3: companies? And, by the way, air-fuel ratio sensors fall into that as category as well. So it's okay. much the same thing. So the fact of the matter is, no. Uh, there's boxes. They're all over the place. Right. But the reality is, behind it, okay. there's really only three manufacturers at an OE level globally. That's it. Worldwide. Worldwide. There's three companies. 90-some percent okay. is three companies.
2: So if, no matter what box it comes in, I have a ninety-nine percent certainty that it's going to come. Now, wait a minute. Where are these companies? We're going to we're going to eliminate this idea of foreign is bad. Where are these three companies located? Just countries,
3: Japan. Okay, it could be uh, Korea. It, it really, it's relative to ceramics. Okay, because that's what it's all about. Ceramics. It's all the yeah. It's and, and um, you know it's. I'll tell you, you. Want to tell you who the manufacturers are? There. Denzo, Denso. Uh, Bosch is another one in NTK. And okay, NGK. so
2: NGK—that's a spark plug that most import guys would ceramic. recognize, a ceramic one. Then you've got Denso. It, that's a—that's a company I like. Larry was the big cheese for Denso. What—what what was his title?
3: He was at the time. He was a marketing director.
2: Okay, uh, I loved him. He would answer every yep. question and do yeah, and he's, since retired. But yep, yep, yep. He made it out. Yep. And then you, <laughs> so that was Bosch, Denzel, and NGK. NGK. That's now it. Bosch guys have always been a little snooty. You know what I'm saying? They've just always been. Just sit there and be quiet. They've always been just a little better than any, my perception. Mark Salem's perception is they're just a little better than everybody else. And the question you ask is stupid. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from them just as a, a installer that's going to vote with his dollars. So just sit there and shut up because I know you're going to get in trouble. So you sit there and shut up. Um, I'm also going to talk about automatic transmission exchange (laughs) that's been around in Phoenix since 1968. Phil and his guys are really good at transmission diagnostics. So they're on 40th street in Washington. If you drive up and down Washington, they're on the North side of the road they've been there for a very long time. So if you've been working downtown Phoenix from the East Valley, then you've if you drove down Washington, you've passed their shop many many times. So automatic transmission exchange. Do you want to take it in a different direction, Mr. Shack?
3: Well, I mean, we still stuck on the the one the one uh, point okay. we were talking about in the uh, the oxygen sensor piece because to your point, you're going back into OE, you're buying a part inside of a bag. That's fine. Uh, it could have been because, uh, oxygen sensors, they're very much brand one, brand two, brand three. And you know, yourself an oxygen sensor is nothing but a switch on off, on off. That's all it does at a certain level on off, on off. So there's, there's always a passion between people. I always had had a huge amount of respect for the installers, but I don't want this brand. I want that Mm -hmm. brand. And the reality is they all know (laughs) how each other's work. The most amazing thing of this there is another company that sits in the U.S. that actually uh, takes all three brands, and each one of them, brand A, brand B, brand C, cannot buy from each other, but they buy through one person, and that person can lengthen or shorten those, those uh, O2 sensors as well. They have the capabilities. So even though you're buying a brand, the reality is you might have the other brand's element inside the box that's been lengthened or extended and that and that particular manufacturer also has their own brand, which is comprised of one of those three.
2: Now, why can't they buy from A? Can't buy from B? B? Why? It's
3: amazing to think of that, right? Yeah. So uh, air fuel ratio sensors are a good uh, uh, point on that because those are in fact a patented issues, so they don't want each other's technology, and they just they can't buy. They okay. cannot go over and get. So one guy is not going to go over because they're 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 contractually they're bidding for OE contracts all the time, so they're competing competing on that level. Okay. Well, they certainly don't have a warm and fuzzy relationship. <laughs> it doesn't
2: work that way. Okay, all right. When we go to Apex, which is the largest automotive show in the United yeah. States. By the way,
3: just so you know, it's also with the conjunction with SEMA. So, if everybody, because they, a lot of people out there heard SEMA, and, but Apex is the, the so-called aftermarket, the parts side of it, the repair parts side right. of SEMA, you know, and the other side of the other building, if you will.
2: Yeah, and SEMA is kind of hot rod stuff, uh, fancy right. stuff, the, the chrome and the tires the accessories and accessories yeah. and stuff. So Apex, these three guys, if they're at Apex, are they friends?
3: Ah, do they shake one of their hands? Sure they do. They, they know each other. Okay. okay. They know each other, but it's, it's – um, they know each other in so much as they have offices in the US and they know each other.
2: Okay. Okay. But, but I mean they're not they're not pooping on oh, one no, another no, no, on no, a
3: regular no, no, no. basis. They're not saying that Wayne
2: Shaq's an idiot or anything like that at all.
3: But if we were gonna go buy one or the other, we pit one against each other and they okay. negotiate deals and that's how we Do you do that? Absolutely. You negotiate deals? Yeah, absolutely. I do it every yeah. single day. Can
2: you negotiate my parts, Bill?
3: Sure I can. <laughs> For the right amount of money, anything is possible.
2: <laughs> we got someone on the phone. Who's that who might that be? That would be Dan. Dan, good morning.
3: Yeah, Mark, uh, I have a question
6: about air filters and cabinet filters. I should look for the best price and not the brand.
3: Wayne. Boy, that's a that's a really good question. Look at the side of the box and and look at the country of origin. Um and you know, obviously we we brand 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 on this, but and there's always every brand is going to do everything they can to 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 obviously put something magic dust or cleaner and whatever inside of it. You're right. Uh, the fact is, you would be surprised that filter manufacturers, um, they're not as many as you think. In, in China, there's, I probably have visited, I think, probably 10 of them. Uh, it's been consolidated down. Uh, Korea, there's a couple. Um, and y- you know what? They're all really using the same media anyway. <laughs> I got i got to be honest with you. They really are. There's not some separate paper manufacturer. Every one of these guys, theres there's only two paper manufacturers in the world that can really do this stuff. I'm not seeing... The, the braiding to it is better right. one way or the other, but I'm just saying it's we're passionate about a brand on that. The most important things were change it. I okay. So, when I find a enough. good
6: deal like right, on an air filter or cabin filter, they're like two for one or half price, 50%, I should snatch that up. Absolutely, that's what Absolutely. I do because I like to keep it on hand. It's a cheap Some people thing like the ones
3: with the scented stuff, to it if you want to pay more for it. Uh, God bless you, but the reality is uh, it, you've done the right thing. Change it. I want to tell you something real quick.
2: Well, thanks a lot. We, okay, thank, thank you. you, Dan. We sell the scented ones. It was good. We spread ourselves. I think that's a smart <laughs> idea, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's guys that do that I around know, the country. I know that. I know that. And, and, and here's the hard part is what smell do you give them? Do you give them
3: cherry? Do you give them banana? Do you give them Lysol? Something neutral. Okay, all right. You try, but even that will still. Or, um,
2: man, what's that called now?
3: Febreze, uh, you know, okay. whatever, just a regular scent. As okay. Some people may be offended by that, but, you know, the more, majority of them like it.
2: And, of course, your engine on air filters doesn't care whether <laughs> no, it smells it like mashed potatoes and gravies. Cleaned yeah. or replaced. Okay, so the cabin filter, folks, is the filter inside your car that filters the air that comes out of the vents and blows in your face. 602-508-0960, that's the phone number to get on and call us. 602-508-0960, Mark Salem and Wayne Shack here at your service. Any question will be accepted. Answered, completely different story.
5: In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president. Or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and has been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Ronald Reagan and perhaps all of U.S. history. In Forgotten Country, Reed pushes back against left-wing evangelicals trying to shame Christians and turning against Trump. Revealing how liberals hope to reverse President Trump's pro-religious freedom policies, why President Trump is the most pro-Israel president in history, and why that should matter to all Christians in America. With first-hand personal and professional anecdotes from Dr. Reed's decades of work with President Trump, For God and Country is required reading in this election year, and for every conservative Christian. For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, the new book by Dr. Ralph Reed, published by Regnery, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold.
7: Adopt U.S. Kids
0: presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
5: You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop stars
3: concert. Do you A. wear earplugs? Isn't
2: this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel.
3: B. Remember the moment with matching concert T-shirts.
1: That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C. Show her how you used to do concerts. We're going
7: crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Oh.
6: Or D, just roll with it.
7: Woo, Justin! Look at us, we're over here! Justin, Justin! OMG! He just said to me. I love you, Justin! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information
1: on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org/az. A public service announcement
7: from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
5: We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed.
7: together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
3: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting
2: next to me is Wayne Check. Wayne Check knows about parts, their origination, where they're made, how many people make them in the whole world. He has 7 jillion travel miles that he won't give me anything to fly to Tucson, but he's still a good guy and we've known one another for many years. You want to comment on Just that? Just a few. <laughs> Just a few is right. Okay, let me talk real quick about Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street in Glendale. Tom and I are cut from the same cloth. Um, we're pretty opinionated. Um, I, I'm proud to say both of us will raise our hand and say we know how to say I was wrong, not to our wives, but to customers and stuff like that. The idea is, is he's a good guy and he's really especially talented on old cars, hot rods, but he can do anything else. So if you're and I don't have anybody in that northeast Scottsdale venue. Tom is as close as I can get, and I know he's a good guy, and I know he'll take good care of you. So that's Tom Blackwell, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street in Glendale. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a call, and then I have a really tough question for you. So you're going to you're going to want it at the end of the Not show. Scott, you're up first. What's up?
6: Hey, Mark. Good morning.
2: Good morning.
6: I don't know if you remember me. I was on your uh, your show about two years ago. I'm the helicopter guy.
2: This guy builds helicopter parts. And they, they build it so, within one one-hundredth of a human hair. And he won't even well, give me a ride in a helicopter. Oh, man. I'd I'll terrify
6: you someday, don't worry. <laughs> I'm
2: uh, kidding.
6: I, this subject, okay, I came on your show to talk about really how parts got qualified. and The guy brings uh-huh. a, a box in you and said, hey, this is a better part than what you're buying now. So with that in mind, how we kind of started that off, I'm, I'm really interested in Wayne's comments and background of, how do you get around qualifying a part? How do you get around proprietary issues? I mean, when we build a aviation part, we go through a bunch of extensive testing and material analysis and fit up and test and all this stuff. Well, not to say aviation's better than automotive, but certainly a brake module. If it was, hey, this one will work in this application after market and it doesn't, you can certainly have a catastrophic event.
3: No, there's no question so, about it absolutely i totally understand that and i and i will tell you right now that if you pick any category uh globally when you're going either somebody has qualified that part on an from the OE standpoint and it's being manufactured by a manufacturer and they already are building that part or there's reverse engineering goes on and there it is that's the truth that's a fact of life whether we like it or not it was reverse engineered question is in any manufacturer uh manufacturer out there today are they certified, and is a certification bought, as they usually are in China, and, they, and believe me, you, you know when you're in companies. You also have to qualify bill of material. Where is it coming from? Um, there's a lot of steps that go through in, in picking somebody just because you went in there and one part was in the U.S. dollars, one dollar cheaper than the others. Now, there's certain categories. It probably doesn't make a lot of difference. You know, in talking, talking for example, on a motor mount, and that's always a touchy subject, but it's different on on iron in a rotor and you know manufacturers know they know especially now with the metallurgy it has to reach a certain qualify to reach a certain level and a certain composition they know they know that and they've got to meet the exact same requirements as the part was purchased it's reverse engineered and you're you're exactly right but also considering the fact that you can't have a part for sale without liability behind it it's a huge portion of this there's just buying a part is not as simple as going and looking at it and saying this guy looks better than that guy, or the, or that person, or the dinner was better that I had the night before. You have to spend a lot of time inside of it, and there's other levels of qualification, especially from an engineering standpoint. And an engineer, I'm not, um, but uh, but there are a- another set of levels that get that get scrutinized before that part is just purchased. So what I hear you okay, saying
2: is, is there's you, windows that, uh, uh, with respect to the quality of the part and the and the the thickness and the, so forth of the iron and stuff, but that that middle that opening is well within industry standards. We're correct. Okay, that but, is correct. But but we're not flying so, helicopters so am like hearing him.
6: Yeah. So what I'm hearing, Mark and, and Wayne, is that just because you know, Company ABC builds the, this alternator and you go to them and say, I know you're building this for the OE. I want you to build some for me. Contractually, they may say, well, no, we're already locked in with their design. We just can't build this for you. You can't have an overrun. Uh, we're, we're contracted with an OE. Uh, it it and happens. It may be proprietary.
3: Yeah, you're right. It happens. You're you're 100% correct. It does happen in the industry. And that's the aftermarket typically will react to that and go elsewhere and have it produced, if possible. And, and there's times when you just simply can't. You can't get around it. Uh, it does happen. Because where where we had a
6: problem in our industry years and years ago is we had OE parts for helicopters, okay? You've got to buy the parts from, and and then just like an automotive, they don't build it. They put the thing together. They, they they have the parts built all over the world, different vendors. But what you'd run into is where I build under what was called PMA, parts manufacturing approval. So I'm kind of like the nap of helicopter hydraulics. I build parts that are approved to go on certain aircraft that are FA approved. But what we'd have in the early days was, oh, those PMA parts, those are ones they ran extra, didn't quite qualify, those went out the back door. So it was always interesting to me in Mark's business where someone would say, hey, this is a better uh, uh, suspension part, this is a better water pump, that how they got there and where it came from to that it didn't cause more problems than it cured.
2: And and you bring up a good point, but the, to your point, Wayne, I don't feel comfortable buying the cheapest part. I can. I, I want to be in the bottom quarter, or I want to be in the bottom f- third. I don't. I don't want to be in the bottom quarter. I, I want to be above that. It, it, is or but, do I need to be afraid of the bottom?
3: You know what? Especially in the U.S., as we're all out there, whomever it may be, whether it's through the retail channel, online, you still. There's a qualification process that goes on in the background. You take a, a tremendous amount of risk um, selling something. You just went off and had something hammered out and produced. There are qualification steps that happen behind the scenes all the time. There's liability that's involved. There's liability certificates that have to be applied. It, it, you just don't, you can't do it that way. Now, considering the fact that you might have a, a switch that could have a percentage of recycled plastic versus new, it's probably less relevant. It's not a big deal where it's at. Uh, a brake rotor has to be manufactured a certain way. There's a tremendous amount of liability behind that.
2: And and you can see, now, when we talk about the window of acceptability, that's the qualification. It has to fit, on a 1 to 10 scale, it has to fit between a 4 and a 6, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So anybody with a 4, anybody with a 5 or a 6 is going to be okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Scott, um, I, and I tease you about the helicopter rides and all that kind of stuff because you're really the only guy that I that I know that knows anything about helicopters. But if I ever buy one, um, I'm going to have you help me. <laughs> yeah,
6: help if me I ever hear one. you shopping around, if I ever hear you shopping around for helicopter parts, we're going to have an issue. Okay.
2: Well, and th- and that's okay. But if you run across a really cheap helicopter for a couple
3: hundred dollars, um, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're into that low pricing problem again. Then you can ask about reman versus uh, rebuilt versus remanufactured. No, right?
2: no, no, and then I can, <laughs> I can, I'll just get one of those parachutes that you have, and so when th- all hell breaks loose, you open up the door, bail out, and. And uh, hope that uh, the helicopter hope doesn't it's
3: not spinning around.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real tough to go through the rotor system, safely. Right. Okay?
2: <laughs> All righty, thank you very much, Scott. This is the, this is uh, this is interesting to me because actually, you and I have been friends for many years, but I'm 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 getting stuff from you that I've never got. Um, we have always dealt with the brand that our vendor picked, and sometimes it's the less expensive, sometimes it's not. The comfort zone is this. They're going to back me up on it. Absolutely. They're going to back me up on it. So I, from the point of view of a, of a shop owner, I'm going to use usually what they have, figuring that if, if they buy something crappy and I have to do a bunch of warranty, that they're going to put me back whole. Correct. And um, and that would be good. But when you start talking about Denzo and all those other kind of guys that you know, Larry, you know this guy, there's a lot of comfort for me. But I'm not going to go out there and start telling other shop owners what they're supposed to look for because that's going to create chaos. So knowing you and having those pictures of you with, uh, with that uh, one waitress in Mexico, that makes it easy for me.
3: Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll get the other ones out then too, okay? okay? I'll put the collage together.
2: Yeah, 602 508 The lines are open, and we got another 27 minutes of show.
1: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. You know what's not healthy? Stressing about work. Or maybe
3: you're out of work. Stop. Hit reset. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home. Even if you have zero computer experience. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. An emergency relief grant of up to $3,500 is available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu.
0: America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven, world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave.
7: Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm
0: glad you like it,
7: because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. Greenergadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations.
4: I like that.
7: Did you know that some of the stuff on our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go.
1: You have questions, let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot.
2: 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, our show has been focused on parts. Where they came from, what box they're in, so forth and so on. But Wayne Shack is sitting here next to me, and he knows more about parts than anybody I know. And he's really respected by all the guys I know that sell parts because they kind of follow... What Wayne says. The bottom line, I think the 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 end of the day, if I can paraphrase, there are certain qualifications that s- certain ranges of acceptability for a- automotive parts. So on a one to ten scale, the range might be four to six. Everybody better be in the four to six. You can't be seven. You can't be outside the s- the sweet spot. Well,
3: there's still certain certifications that every manufacturer, globally, no matter where they're at. Um, a TS-16949 is always a good one to look for because that's a process that happens whether I'm here or somewhere else. Okay? Okay. okay. There is a flowed process and a bill of material and a qualified bill of material that's followed. If the companies are worth their weight, whomever it is manufacturing, the bottom line is, is it's, you, I don't want to simplify it, but a machine that could be running here could be plugged in and run someplace else so long as the process is the same. And the bill of material is the same. The, the material coming in to make the part. Absolutely. Partner. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, You know, it's not as if this guy went shopping for something different than that guy. Better companies, and you, you, you can, they've got to be qualified at it. Can you, can you buy a certification? It happens all the time in certain countries. It does. Okay. But when you're researching that, you have a way to go through and find out. Are they buying from the same? You can, you can check source materials. You can... See whether or not they're manufactured their own tooling and, re, and re, you know fixing and repairing and all these things that go on behind it. You have a sense when you walk into a manufacturer of something, what level they're at. That, okay. That's that's just something I've I've done over the years. Okay. So um yeah. Last
2: night we all had dinner together: your wife, my wife, and me, the four of us. Yeah, and you got in trouble too, didn't you? <laughs> I always get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? But I'm about to get you in trouble. Okay, you were talking about travel to all these countries, and i- what I take from you is is that while a lot of people in the automotive industry want nothing to do with China, what I hear you saying is is that's not a good idea, it's not something that you subscribe to, nor you're going to give Mark Salem your best advice is don't don't care, don't worry about the box that has China
3: on it. Well, look, separate out for the politics, and that could be a complete different segment. And, and I'm not advocating that China, it could be okay. Vietnam, it could wherever. The fact of the matter is, certain countries, uh, and, and they just happen to be one where we went to first of all because uh, things got opened up, and we had labor that was was inexpensive. It's changed, it changed t- tremendously. We've had certain product categories that went away, and they went away for a lot of reasons. It wasn't just because of cheap labor, it was because First of all, you couldn't cast a rotor or a brake rotor, as an example, or manufacture brake pads back when they had asbestos. That's all changed now. But that those types of what used to be dirty type of jobs, went we they went elsewhere. It just so happens they've gotten really good at it, and it's hard to, to figure out tomorrow how you pick something up like that and move it away elsewhere. So a brake rotor or when we years ago with a radiator you know Mm -hmm. now they're all plastic and the the aluminum composition and and there are certain ways that radiators have to be made in order to be qualified in good product those have already been vetted out and they've become acceptable to us you know it they work and and it works fine and we do that um it doesn't mean that I don't want it to be made somewhere else, and could it be made, and is it made? Yes, it is, but there's reasons why they're there. Now, politically, the climate's changing, and many of those great manufacturers who do what they do are looking elsewhere and moving off into other eight countries in Southeast Asia and India or wherever. It's the way it's going to be.
2: Okay. Last night, you were. Um, it was all I could do to eat my dinner after you told me and my wife and your wife, some of the food you've eaten in other countries. Let's start with the legs. What 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 animal owned the
3: legs that you ate? Are you talking about the chicken feet? Is is that what it is chicken feet? What do you think Tyson does with all those feet? I don't know. Well, they get packaged and frozen, and they get shipped overseas. They eat people eat the feet. Absolutely, of chicken food. Yeah, absolutely. Is it good? There's not much there. It's you know you. Say so you eat a bucket of chicken feet, you're gonna you're gonna still be wanting for something else. But but I will tell you though, you do learn. There's a tremendous amount of collagen in that, and okay. women eat that stuff all the time because of collagen. I don't know. You know, it's funny. My wife gets injections in her knees now because we're at that age and yeah. because of a knee problem, and it's chicken. So, okay. So why don't okay. you
2: just buy her a box of well, chicken feet? Well, that's what feet. I keep saying.
3: <laughs> it seems like a heck of a lot less expensive. Uh, she has eaten them before, and we've done that. And, but that one's an easy one. Though. All right. Well, give, me another, give me two others that
2: should upset the people that are listening. Duck tongue. Duck tongue. The tongue of the duck. You mean Donald Duck's tongue? Yeah, absolutely. And what does that taste like?
3: It, you know, it's kind of like somewhat like us eating, sitting around eating beef jerky. Okay. You know, beef again, jerky. it takes a heck of a lot of duck, but you know what? Uh, as long as the beer's cold, it, it, they really do taste very they're really good.
2: So the beer helps it become palatable.
3: No, it doesn't, there's nothing to do with okay. it. It's actually, it's excellent. I love it. Okay. Pigeon's another thing that we don't, Pigeons? we don't touch over here, but I'm telling you, pigeon is, is excellent. You're just grossing everybody out there. I, I you know, know what? It. I didn't even get into the turtle that was upside down in the bowl of oh, soup with the, with the toenails and everything, but, <laughs> but you tell know,
2: that story because both wives got up out I of the had table
3: and they went to the bathroom. They had to get up and leave. What they, so you there's a turtle and that's you a, turn them upside down. Well, they, they they made the broth ahead of time or whatever they did, cooked the turtle with it, but the turtle was just completely upside down. And the, the shell will come apart once it's there, but it's in your bowl, and you eat the, the soup, and you, you get your chopsticks and pull off the legs and suck down the, you know, the
2: So were you a hamburger and steak American guy when you start visiting these other countries, and then all of a sudden you've adopted these foods? Who, who's the one that got you to eat the turtle and the and the, the the, the toenails of the turkey. you know. My
3: theory is if you boil it <laughs> or fry it and it's cooked through, yeah, I'll probably eat it. I, okay. I draw the line on bugs. Um, okay. I just don't do that. And you don't want to offend anybody, you know. Yeah. So it's all about that because you're visiting somebody and you're trying to be as nice as you can, but you don't have to. Do
2: that. All so right, I want fun. to go with you if I can someday, but I'm going to tell you right now if there ain't a McDonald's. Close <laughs> no, they're all over <laughs> the place.
3: KFC and McDonald's everywhere, so you can seriously, hear. absolutely, KFC is everywhere. everywhere.
2: All right, give me some countries. Taiwan. Uh, Yeah, China. Yep, Vietnam. Yeah, yep. Uh, um, uh, Give me some more. Korea. Korea. Yep, absolutely. McDonald's
3: everywhere. Everywhere. Kentucky Fried Chicken. And uh, you know, absolutely. And and Kentucky Fried
2: Chicken doesn't mean the chicken feet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They have them on there, you know. They do.
2: That is something. That I mean, I would have to starve to death. That would be a good way to lose weight. Is to go with you to one of these places and you only eat duck tongue and the feet of a turtle. I'm 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 going to lose a lot of weight because yeah, no, I'm not going would. with you.
3: You would you would learn how to do it. The beer is cold, so if you ask, if you know how to ask for that, by the way, you need to learn a few words and language so you get a cold beer. So
2: okay, it's so so milk, Kool Aid, soda pop,
3: um, vodka tonic. That's all available. Uh, I wouldn't touch the milk. Uh, I don't think they have no clue what Kool-Aid is. You're going to get something with soy and some sort of Beans on, on the bottom of it, or whatever that they eat all the time, that kind of grosses me out. But not, not, uh, not something like that. Uh, what
2: so, grosses you out?
3: There's something they drink, uh, and, and I don't even know what goji or whatever the heck it is. They drink it in Taiwan too. It, it tastes a little bit sweet. It's kind of like a milk, but in the bottom of it, it, it it's almost like a tapioca bean or something that's okay. in it that sucks up inside the straw. Whatever it is, I know they do it over here too. Okay, it just puts it's me not, off. Okay, but. I can eat the turtle, but I'm not going to (laughs) drink (laughs) the
2: Well, when they talk about a worldwide guy, they talk about you. Is anything manufactured in the car repair? I'm going to throw a couple countries, yes
3: or no. Australia? Not to my knowledge. South America? Absolutely there is. Okay. There's brake rotors being made down there, absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, You already
2: covered the Middle East, Uh, Spain, France, Germany. Sure there are. Okay. Absolutely. These are people that make original equipment parts yep. to the best standards that could be boxed in, let's just pretend, just for f- five to ten different branded boxes. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I've learned a lot from you today. Um, I entertain customers that want you know, the same, part, the same starter that they came off their car, and I'm not quite sure I'm going to fight that battle. I think what I'm going to do is buy it from the manufacturer and just say to them, I'm not going to get involved in, hey, you got to talk to Wayne Shack, I have his cell phone number, I'm just going to say I get it. But, but there, there was a case not too long ago that I talked to you about, and that was, there was a dealer that said that if you didn't buy their radiator, then your warranty wouldn't fly. Absolutely incorrect. Okay, now that's the question, it's where are all the radiators made?
3: Virtually, I would say the vast majority of radiators are either made in China or India.
2: Okay. And so chances of the Dodge radiator, can you tell
3: me where the Dodge radiator is made? It, I can tell you probably more the, the propensity of what manufacturer made it. Fair enough. And, and, it, and more than likely on that one, it was probably Valeo. Okay. And Valio has interest in all globally. They manufacture product globally.
2: Heater cores,
3: radiators, that
2: kind of stuff. Same thing. Now, Valeo, where's their home headquarters? France. Okay, okay. So it's a Valio radio, a ra- radiator, and if I buy a radiator, I can buy it with 10 different boxes and and the Dodge And it's all going to be the same radiator. It should be, unless somebody interchanged something incorrectly. Okay. Well, we bought both of them, because this was a legal case I was involved in. And we bought both of them. And the only difference between the two was one port, one coolant port. And it came with a plug for if you didn't need it or you needed it. Because they
3: just consolidated a part number. It
2: happens all the time. But when you buy a—here's the bottom line. When you buy a Dodge, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Toyota, Honda, when you buy that in that box, means nothing with respect to that's not made in a Honda factory or a Toyota factory or a Dodge factory. Correct. They're buying every piece of your car from somebody who makes it, and chances are there's not a lot of places in the United States that are making those parts.
3: It's true. And chances are the day that that part was made, Mm -hmm. as it came in in the sub-assembly, that, that could have been contracted through one portion of one facility they may have had. And then on the aftermarket side, meaning aftermarket when you went and bought the replacement from them, more than likely it came from someplace else. Okay. Do they know how it's supposed to function? Sure they do. But so does everybody else. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. That makes a difference. Anyway, if you have more questions, mark at I'll forward them to wayne i'm not going to give you his and then he'll kind of answer me back up so mark at thank you for spending your saturday with me nice. we'll do this again and it's going to create a lot of i don't believe this or i don't want to talk about this and that's okay yep. that's okay because that's how everybody learns is is they get to throw stuff on the, the board and hopefully it sticks all right mark at i'll see you next saturday right here on 960 at 10 o'clock and we'll have fun again